It's when you make your first attack on a turn, it says. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, luckily, that's the only time Drew's ever been wrong about a rule. So okay. <laughs> okay. I'm happy to be wrong because then I learned something. Yep, so, exactly. It's so, like, useful to just be able to whack people whenever they're mean to my friends. So you can tell Heskin, you're doing a good job of being mute, Sheila. Let's stand right behind you. Behind you all the way. Woohoo. I'm going to look around and be like, what, Druid? I just got hit by lightning. That, that must be a one in a million chance. Chapter 154, Revolt in the Mountains. Okay. So we are back in the mountains and back with the Dragonborn. We haven't seen these uh, characters in quite some time. So uh, let's go around and introduce everybody. So um, Bryce, why don't you start us out? Why don't you introduce us to your Dragonborn character? So my character is Rogar. Sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, he is a brass dragonborn of the Wyvern clan. Very good. Dragon, uh, barbarian. He's a barbarian, okay. Of the Wyvern clan. And what does he look like? He is a brass dragonborn <laughs> of the Wyvern clan. So he's got uh, kind of a brassy overtone to all of his uh, scales. Yes. Does he wear any armor? What type of weapon um, does he carry? Oh, yeah. So he doesn't wear anything that will really protect him. He's just so good that he doesn't need it until he does, but then it's too late. And he carries a halberd, and he has about one smart idea per episode on average. Sounds or maybe good. per campaign, I don't remember. One well, I hope two. it's not a campaign, because his, his uh, smart idea is already up then. Very good. Okay, and Melanie, why don't you tell us about your character? I am playing Petrin, a rogue dragonborn from the Snow Owl clan. She is a bronze lightning dragon. Very good. And and what uh, what armor and weapons does she carry? What? To... Uh, she has light armor and she uses a short bow and a sword. So what kind of light armor? Leather armor. Okay, very good. Very very good. And then uh, over to you, Drew. There, Drew. Why don't you tell us who you're playing this time around? I am playing Heskin, the blue dragonborn of the Raven Clan. I am clanmate to Nadar, who we will meet momentarily. He is a fighter who specializes in two-weapon fighting. Uh, he's also a battle master. He's learned how to use his weapons to perform maneuvers to give him an advantage or his uh, hunting partner advantages during combat. He wears a set of... Uh, I think it's chain mail armor that he forged himself as he has spent time learning how to do that from some of the masters in the clans. And uh, for the most part, he's a very lax individual. He doesn't actually have a whole lot of initiative to try to advance. He just sort of just moves along at easy pace. The only thing he takes seriously is his practice with his weapons. 
he wields a uh, battle axe in one hand and a short sword in the other. Very good. And uh, then, Owen, why don't you tell us about your character? I play Nadar, a blue dragonborn of the Raven Clan. I am a druid for my clan. And I am in the Circle of the Shepherd. Uh, I wear hide armor and I have a uh, silver raven totem. Very, very a scimitar and a small ceremonial knife. Fun, fun, fun. Okay, very good. And um, obviously, you guys are up there in the mountains with the rest of the Dragonborn. And there have been a lot of changes that have taken place. We no longer make fun of the Snow Owl clan because they're cool now. <laughs> that and they can kick your butt. Um, and uh, that's uh, not the extent of the changes I was talking about though um, things have changed dramatically in the mountains um, as you remember you guys were running short of food not too long ago but then Creval uh, appeared from the lowlands after having spent some time down there and he uh, wrought a whole bunch of changes they had shipments of a different type of grain that you are not used to and uh, they are uh, you guys are learning to to utilize that grain, and it's changed your whole foodstuff makeup. Um, in addition, um, lowland priests have appeared and uh, have uh, been prophesizing the uh, wisdom of Nuada, god of war, to everybody, which has attracted some followers, but at the same time has also attracted some resentment that uh, why do we have these lowlanders in our, in our midst? Um, also... Uh, more importantly, um, when uh, Creval's companions arrived with him last time, they found an ore deposit. And that has attracted the attention of the dwarves. And the dwarves have set up an entire, well, camp's not even the right word. I mean, it's a, at this point in time, it's a, like a small village. Um, they've you know got half a dozen different buildings, and they've uh, been mining out of the uh, hillside there. And apparently... It is very lucrative. Uh, apparently, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, gold that's coming out of there. And it has been a blessing and it has been a curse at the same time. At one side, the dwarves are paying the clans handsomely for extracting the ore from the mountainside. But at the same time, it's also, once again, um, you, know, you know, rotting changes. Well, at the same time, it's also forcing changes to come upon you. You've got dwarves in your midst. Um, after many hundreds of years of the clans never having any sort of uh, contact with the outside world, all of a sudden you have uh, the clans um, in contact with these humans and half-elves from the Church of Nevada. You've got a village of dwarves right next door, um, you know, interfacing with people and... Uh, while you are enjoying the extra amount of income that you're getting and uh, you're able to buy all the food you could possibly need, at the same time, there's an awful lot of people grumbling about the loss of the traditional way of life and how this is just uh, going downhill. Anyway, um, so there's definitely a, uh, a tension between the two factions there. Okay. 
most importantly though we can't make fun of the snow owl clan anymore no yeah they they will kick your butt enormous shame yes enormous change there okay very good and speaking of that you guys are all um in uh the matriarch's tent um as you remember uh you have been a hunting party since uh you were youthful and sent out on your first trail to go get the trophies you would need to prove your prowess as uh, newly formed adults. And um, you've had some of your uh, folks drop off. Um, you know, one or two actually have been injured to the point where they can't go out and hunt anymore. Other ones have, uh, you know, basically disappeared. And you don't know where they are. You haven't seen them in a while. You don't know if they were sent off to long distance hunts or whatever it was. Um, for a while there, the Dragonborn were trading skins with the folks in Porta Magnum to get the money to uh, buy the, the grain that they need to not starve in the winter. But since the um, advent of the mine, you now have so much money that you've totally given up on, on skins aside of just to uh, hunt them for your own needs, for your clothing and so forth. So uh, things have changed dramatically there. So uh, the fact that you've got uh, people that are missing is uh, just a little bit disconcerting. Wait, okay. are people missing? Yes, they, they've just plain disappeared. Um, and like I said, we don't know if they were sent off on long distance hunts or reconnaissance or if uh, something more sinister has happened to them. Uh, you just have, you know, you just kind of notice one day that they're not around the camp anymore. And uh you know, your, uh, your inquiries didn't, you know, come up with much. And, and of course, at the beginning, you weren't too overly stressed about it because they, you know, were just gone. And it's like, well, we'll find them eventually. But yeah, as the days have worn on, you, the worries started to creep into your back of your mind that something's up. Okay. Anyways, as we said, uh, we are in the matriarch's tent. And uh, she has been... Uh, well, she has summoned you because, um, you know, something is up and, and you don't know exactly what the reason is. You're, you're over there in the tent to find out. And that's where we're all are now. Well, Matriarch, you summoned us in. Um, what can we do to be of service? And she says, yes, thank you for coming to my summons. Um, I've fear that we will need the help of all right-minded dragonborn in these fraught times. Um, I, uh, I had kind of actually hoped that, uh, more of your hunting clan would be here. Um, but anyways, no matter. Um, I need a special favor from the lot of you. Um, you are aware that we have dwarves just a short distance away. They've formed their own little, uh, mine town. Um, and, I have gotten wind uh, of a rumor, uh, maybe even just a hint of a rumor, uh, that um, there are some malcontents. As, as you know, uh, there are some of the Dragonborn that aren't happy with the changes that have happened. Um, and, and one cannot fault them for disliking change. Nobody likes change, but at the same time, change happens, and, and we have to evolve with it. Uh, my, uh, my brother Kraval has uh, awakened me to the wisdom of that fact. And, and now I'm afraid I must enforce it upon uh, the rest of the clans. A uh, change is coming, and uh, we can either, as Dragonborn, 
you know, flow with that change or uh, like a stick in a river eventually will just be washed downstream and lost. Um, anyways, uh, so like I said, um, I have gotten disquieting rumors that there are a group of malcontents and uh, they mean um, ill to the dwarves, uh, which I think uh, you can all agree would be very bad at this juncture. Uh, the dwarves mine, although uh, they are digging a hole in the side of our mountain, uh, are uh, providing us with quite a bit of income, which will keep us all from starving this summer and uh, also keeps us from having to hunt the uh, beasts in our area to the point where the, if you remember the druids, uh, lashed out at us to uh, keep us from doing so. And although we did come to an agreement with the druids and, and seeking their guidance, um, I think we can all agree that uh, the less we have to hunt the beasts in the area for anything more than meat and skins for our own needs, the better it'll be. So uh, although the dwarves are a interloper in our area, an intrusion, a uh, new factor, at the same time, I think we also must accept them as the change that is coming in our area and our region, and uh, we must learn to, to live with that change. So um, my uh, request for you, uh, for, for you four, is if you could um, please just go on patrol um, around the uh, area of the Dwarven Mine and the uh, Dwarven Village, and um, please just keep your eyes and ears about today and tomorrow and maybe for this next week. And uh, do try to make sure that if uh, there are any lopers around there, you're able to intercede between them and the dwarves themselves. Will do. Very good. Yes, I, I knew someone from my clan would be more than happy to jump in there. Okay, so um, you guys are going to take out and uh, do a kind of patrol around the dwarven camp. And the dwarven camp is located just a little bit um, to the east of where the dragonborn are located and a little bit north uh, about where the uh, the uh, mine entrance has been located. Um, and uh, as you are poking about, you're actually kind of a little bit shocked because um, the whole time that you have been living here amongst the peaks of the, the Dragonborn, um, obviously, you know, you've gone up to the high pastures in the summer and then back down to the low pastures uh, to uh, overwinter in slightly more hospitable valley down below where you plant your uh, maize crop. And, um, you know, you're obviously a little higher up right now where the, uh, where the mine's located. And it is kind of actually amazingly industrious um, what the dwarves have done. Um, there is a hole in the side of the mountain that's probably a good uh, 10 feet wide and 8 feet high and is framed with wood timbers. And um, they've actually felled a good number of the trees in the area uh, in order to make the timbers to support the roof. So, um, I mean, it's not like the whole area is bare, but there's probably a good 20 or 30 trees um, that you can see right where you are that are, are gone. Um, and then they have, uh, right now, there's a lot of uh, canvas tents and things like that that are around, but they also have built a uh, bunch of wooden structures. Uh, so they clearly are here to stay for a good long time. And um, just in front of the mine entrance itself um, are just huge, not huge, but large piles of stone that they've pulled out. 
and a lot of it is kind of grungy looking, which you suppose is actually the uh, ore that they're pulling out of the mountain. Some of it does seem to glitter and shine. And um, the, uh, the uh, you know, piles are in some places almost six, eight feet high and is at least that uh, wide. And as you watch, a, a dwarf kind of pushes a cart out of the mine. They've actually got it on, on tracks. Gets up, you know, pushes up to one of the piles and a couple of dwarves just start uh, shoveling the uh, piles of ore out of the cart and into the pile. And uh, you're, you're, like I said, you, you have been in this pristine mountain territory for your entire life. Um, about the only marks that have been made upon the peaks have been done by your own feet and your own hands. Uh, you've you know collected wood for your fires. You've hunted the animals. Uh, you've made trails here and there as you've gone to and fro. But um, this is a wholly different uh, scar upon the earth than anything you've ever seen. Um, and even though it's just as one place, it's still a little jarring, even even to you guys who know it's supposed to be here. Uh, but then you uh, continue on, and all of a sudden you hear a whole bunch of yelling coming from maybe a hundred yards further downhill from where you are. I think we should go check that out. Does it sound like dwarves yelling or? Um, it does in fact. Yes. Okay. Then. Yeah. Yes. Can we make out what they're saying? Um, well, they're speaking in Dwarvish, which, which I speak. don't under, you do speak I Dwarvish? I do speak Dwarvish. How do you speak Dwarvish? Um, I think they're used to Dragonborn being not barbarians live in the mountains so when they make characters it's like Bar dragonborn no three languages yes. so at some point in time you learn i don't know i yes. know lots of languages though mm -hmm. yeah i know i know three i know two you know uh, sort of so apparently as a druid you're able to half. sneak down into the lowlands in the form of a bird or something and mm -hmm. pick up the, some of the language there very good. Okay. And uh anyway, um yeah, it's it's cries of alarm and in cries. Yeah, cries. Cries. There are cries of alarm. Yeah. And um alarm. Yeah, alarm. Um so they are cries of alarm and you know, people shouting things like look out and they're over there and things like that. Okay. You wanna share that? This Say looks well. like an issue. Let's go investigate. Let's indeed. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you're gonna pelt down the hill? Yes. Okay, and as we said, about 100 yards down the hill, you uh, come through a screen of trees, and the dwarves have set up kind of a little miniature forge. Um, you know that they cart the ore uh, down the hills, and in fact, at the other end of this uh, area, there's a cleared path down the hill, and you can actually see the, the cart tracks worn into the earth from the carts that have gone down the hill. But apparently, they have a small forge here, for maybe doing assay work or something else. But um, so what you can see in front of you um, down there is the, uh, the forge down there, the, oh, the fiery thing. Which side of this are we on? Or where are we coming from? Which direction? You're going to be coming in from your side. Oh, yeah. And um, then the large squares are actual piles of ore that have been piled up. And, uh, it appears that they, you know, have been removing some of the more choice bits from the ore piles, uh, and then taking them to the forge for melting down to maybe get an idea of how much gold is actually involved in that particular rock. And anyway, 
Um, and if you would line up your characters on the left side there. Hmm. Uh, I can't reach. <laughs> yes, you can. I got you. Don't worry. Yeah. Not with that attitude, you can't reach. Okay, so you break through the screen of trees into this clearing, and you see opposite you, there is a group of four dragonborn who have also apparently just broken through the trees. And uh, two of them are from the red dragon clan. Of course they are. And two are from the white dragon clan. Anyway, uh, so the, the a pair of red and a pair of white um, dragonborn are standing there. And you guys know that the red and white clans have been the most problematic and the ones that most have uh, irked at the changes that have taken place. And... Um, you guys come in there and you see at their feet are actually a several dead or at least dying dwarves uh, that apparently they struck down. And you will notice that throughout this whole area are a bunch of dwarves that have been working here. So your main mission is to keep the dwarves from getting killed while keeping yourselves from getting killed. Um, so can I please get initiative rolls from all of you? Okay. So, um, Rogar. Nine. Okay. And Petrin? Eighteen. And Heskin? Seventeen. And Nadar? Seven. Okay, so um, we sit here at the top of the order, and Petrin, you get to go. You have the high roll. You're facing off across this area, and all these dwarves are moving about. Great. What are you going to do? Uh, quick question. Mm -hmm. Will the dwarves know that we're not like a counterpart to the guys on the other side? Uh, maybe not right away, but uh, eventually. Okay. You have the weapons open. How long does a short bow shoot? More than this. Uh, 80 feet and 320 if you take disadvantage. Perfect. This is 65 feet. I'm going to shoot dude number one. Okay, and actually let's identify them. So that end over there, that is shield. And then sword. Or excuse me, uh, spear. And horns. And sword. I'm going to shoot shield. Okay. Haha. -ha. 21. That would definitely hit. Do I get sneak attack? No. I don't know. Do you? Do you have advantage? Yeah, unless you're in a, like an assassin rogue, then you wouldn't get advantage. Yeah. Getting uh, sneak attack on them because he's not engaged with anybody. Okay. Nine points of damage. Ouch! That hurt. Okay, you made him mad. And it would appear, um, since you guys are dragonborn and you've seen many barbarians around, like especially like Rogar. Uh, it appears that the, they are already in a rage. So, okay. And then next up is Heskin. What are you going to do? I will move up, completely ignoring the drawers, uh, going around, or going between the two stacks. Okay. There's room. What's your speed? Oh, it's 30. And then I will, seeing the one that the, uh, got hit by the arrow, I will uh, release a lightning breath at that one. 
At shield in? Okay. And what's the range on, sh on lightning breath? Uh, way, 30, more, 30 way more than that is. Okay, good. 30 feet. Okay, yeah, you're within 20, so good. Okay. So. Um, that'll be a deck save for a shield. Okay. Ooh, not good. He gets a 7. Very good. Excellent. That'll be a grand total of 9 points of lightning damage. Okay. That hurt him. Okay. And then next up on the list is Spear. And um, Spear rolls forward too and strikes that dwarf down so you can knock it down. Oh. And then uh, closes there with Heskin and rolls to hit with its battle axe. And Heskin does. Ooh. That's not that's fairly middling there. Does a 16 hit you? Yes. Okay. Nothing too dramatic there. Does um, seven points of damage to you. Okay, what do you have? Okay. 45. Okay, good. And um, then next on the list is actually Shield, who didn't appreciate anything you guys did. So he is also going to run forward and uh, no, add Heskin. Strike down that dwarf that's there. And also use a battle axe attack on you, Heskin. And, ooh, gets a 23. So I'm going to definitely say that hits. Ooh, but he barely glances against you. Four points of damage. Okay. Okay. Okay, and next up is Sword. And Sword is just going to take out the dwarf right directly in front of him. And then he will run up and close on you, Heskin. Hmm. Since you decided to so nicely jump forward and, and get yourself in the way. And we'll try use his other attack on you. And gets a seven. So I'm going to say you're going to miss that one. Reaction. Okay. Uh, repost. When an enemy misses me the attack, I make a one attack back. If I hit, I get to add my maneuvery die to the damage roll. Very good. Uh, that will be a 24. Yeah, that would hit. Yeah. Okay. He'll take. Oh, that sucks. Uh, six. 13 points of slashing damage. Ouch. Okay. And. Okay. So, yeah, that, that hurt him pretty good. So, next up on the hit parade is Rogar. Okay. So, I'm going to enter a rage because it's always nice to be angry. And then I'm going to run up to the square behind Heskin. Okay. And with my halberd, I'm going to attack Shield. Okay, good. So you can tell Heskin, you're doing a good job of being me at Shield. I'll stand right behind you. Yeah, pretty much. Behind you all the way. Woohoo. And that is a 21 to hit. Okay. And yeah, that definitely hits. Okay. Uh, that's nine points of damage. Okay. And then I, after, that was what, like a slash or something? I know, bring mm -hmm. the glaive around and hit him again. 
or halberd, not glaive. You've got me confused with my reach weapon. And the second attack is a 10. So. No. It's able to jump aside. Okay. And uh, next up is horns. And he is going to do kind of a flanking maneuver. So he's going to take off to the diagonally to the left. And take out that dwarf. And continue going around the pile there as far as he can. How far can he go? So he's uh, 30 feet just like the rest of you guys. Okay. So you see him coming around the edge of the pile there. So so far you're doing a very poor job of keeping the dwarves alive. Just saying. If we yell at them to run away, will they? Uh, probably. And then next up is Nadar. Great. First things first, I'm going to uh, conjure my spirit totem. Um, I'm going to uh, take out my silver raven, and I'm going. It's going to get engulfed in uh, lightning, and it's going to turn into a basically a lightning eagle. So I'm going to have, oh, sorry, a lightning hawk, and it's going to uh, fly right next to me. So it, I just have this cool hawk guy, and basically whenever one of my allies attacks, I can use my reaction and have that attack with advantage. Um, and then, uh, to be super duper cool, um, I'm going to take... Uh, the since I have lightning breath and that's super cool, uh, I'm gonna catch it in my hand and throw it into the sky and cast call lightning. And th this guy's dead, right? Like, yeah, super dead, cool. Uh, and storm clouds gather. Is it already stormy out or is it like a clear day? It's been kind of iffy lately, so yeah, there's so definitely is it clouds. Stormy or not? There's definitely clouds in the, in the sky, but it's not storming or anything. Okay, it's going to. Storm clouds are going to gather, and a bolt of lightning is going to strike right here. So these three need to make a... Is it the squares next to it? Mm -hmm. Dexterity saving throw. Or okay. else get massive hurt. Okay, so the uh, one for sword is a 16... The one for spear is a seven, and the one for shield is a twelve. Okay, shield uh, sword is the only one who saves, and uh, so spear and shield get fourteen points of lightning damage. Ouch! And and sword would just get seven. seven. Okay. Yeah, they didn't appreciate that at all. I bet. Okay. That is my turn. Very good. And then Nadar. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, a scintillating beam of moonlight of comes down does. and we silhouettes you. Okay. Move. Yes. Yeah, well. Okay. So now uh, the dwarves get to move. And basically, um, all of the ones that are close to the edge of the map are going to flee away from you guys and away from the Dragonborn, uh, sideways off there. 
and trying to get out of this fracas that is broken out. And the only one that's right there in the middle next to you guys uh, tries to turn and run away from everybody. And Sword will get a, an attack of opportunity on him. And yeah, he tags him. So he turns to run and Sword just cleaves him down. I wish I was had the Sentinel feet. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? It, it's so like useful to just be able to whack people whenever they're mean to my friends. Yep. Anyways, so um, next up we go to the top of the order. And Petrin, you get to go again. Okay. I'm going to run around the pile of uh, okay. ore. So run over by the forge there. So you get a... And do I have advantage now on shield? Uh, uh, no. You don't have advantage, but there is an enemy adjacent, so you do get sneak attack. Yeah. Cool. I'm going to try to shoot him. 17. That hits. Sixteen points of damage. Okay. Okay, and you, you can feel the only reason he's uh, staying up is that he's in a rage and and uh, ignoring the damage you're doing to him. Okay, and uh, anything else? Um. Nope. Okay. Very good. And uh, then next up is Heskin. Okay. Um, you got three people in front of you. Yeah, I'm going to... Well, there's no one I'm threatening there right now. Okay, so I will just uh, continue to unload onto shield since that's the one that's taking the most damage. Okay. Uh, I will spend Experiority Die. That is going to be a 21 and do a trip attack. It's a strength save for you or for the creature. Okay, strength save. Gets a 17. Does that do it? Yeah, it does, unfortunately. Yeah. He still takes damage, which will be 10 points of slashing damage. Ooh, ouch. And, and then I'll strike it at him. Go ahead. And it, well, as you know, if, if you're in a rage, a barbarian gets advantage on strength items. So you might want to factor that into your... Uh, into I did. I was, it, it, was just a, it was just a chance. Okay. Uh, still standing, I assume. Mm -hmm. uh, the next attack is a... Uh, Sorry, let me bring up the character sheet here. 22. Yeah, that would do. All right. All right. Um, that will be another... Ooh, that's a lot better. Uh, 12 points of slashing. Okay, good. And you slash him right to the ground. Okay. You just run then right will... through. Shield? Then I will bring my short sword around and cleave into the next guy next to me. With him. Okay, spear. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a 19. That hits. Uh, nine points of damage. Okay. And he doesn't appreciate that one a little bit either. And speaking you, of that, spear gets to go next. And um, so he will take two swings on you. Okay, I'm going to assume that the um, 13 doesn't hit you. Correct. But the 24 will. Okay. And uh, he just barely nicks you again, so five points of damage. Okay, reaction. I'll spend another experiment or die for a repost. Okay. 
I thought that was when they missed. Oh, he did miss once. Missed. Okay, yeah. 19. Yeah, that hits. Nine points of slashing damage. Okay. Very good. Um, and then next up is Shield, who is dead. And then next up is Sword, who uh, didn't appreciate you doing that to his friend, so he's going to take two slashes at you with his battle axe. Um, once again, the first one uh, is a nine. It's going to miss you, but the 22 will definitely hit you. And we'll see if he can do better than his friend. No! I'm putting that tie away. I've not rolled anything better than a three on it. So five points of damage to you again. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. And what I want to do is put that die away. Get a different one out. Okay. Bring out the heavy, heavy iron. Okay. And then next up is Rogar. I'm going to take your uh, advice to heart and take out the heavy iron and wax spear with the halberd. Very good. And that is a non-natural 20 to hit. That hits. Right. Four. Nine points of damage again. Okay. Then I'm going to bring... The and that was against spear there? Yep. Okay. And then we'll bring the halibird back around. For natural 20. Uh, 27 to hit. Yeah, that would definitely hit. All right. It's a shame I don't have like an extra 20 D8. Yeah, that's too bad, isn't it? Yeah. However, that is still um, 24 points of damage. Ouch. Youch. Although this is this is where um, the uh, resistance for uh, raging comes in really handy. Yeah, when yeah. I'm... Okay. Anything else? Um, no, I think that's it. Okay. And then uh, next up is Horns. And he comes around the pile there, and seeing as you're laying into his friends there, and uh, that uh, um, Nadar is is uh, illuminated in moonlight, he charges in on you and and goes to attack you there, Rogar, mm -hmm. and takes two swings at you. And this looks pretty good. A 23 and an 18. Do they both hit? They both hit. Ooh, okay, so he tags you twice. Good. That means I'll have to get another die out here. And I do mean die. Um, ooch. So um, the first one is a 13 points of damage. Okay, so I round that to 6. And the second one is 5. Okay, and that's 2. So I take 8 points of damage and yep. 42 hit points. Okay. Because I'm resistant to... What type of damage is this? Bludgeoning, bludgeoning, piercing, great. and yeah, this is, yeah, this he's got a battle axe with slashing. slashing. Great, I'm resistant. So very good. I took eight instead of twenty. No, not twenty. Thirteen or whatever. Yep. And N seventeen. Seventeen. Nadar, you get to go. Six, it would be si uh, sixteen or seventeen. Yeah. Uh, that means I have to take a Constitution saving Constitution throw. Constitution saving throw. Uh, sixteen. Okay, you save. So you only take half his damage. So you take... Really? Yeah. Sadness. Yeah. What's the rules for concentration? Uh, 10 or half damage, whichever is higher, is the save you need to make. Okay. I think it's still a con save. So you only... You take half of nine points of damage. I did not roll terribly well. 
And uh, so that's four points of damage. And since 10 is larger than 2, DC 10. Yay. Okay. Hey. I'm still concentrating. Okay. I'm going to step out of the moonlight. Uh, move me diagonal that way. Good step forward. And then I'm going to call lightning right behind him. Um, before you do that, though... Let me have you roll a perception check. 19. You realize before you make that move that the ground all around you has all of a sudden bristled with spikes. Do I recognize this as um, the spell spike growth? Why? Yes. Yes, you do. Sure. What can I recall what that does from my druidic training? 2d4 damage for every five feet you move. This happened before or after I moved? Um, Apparently this happened. This was the first thing that the druid cast is they spike growth around you and then moonbeamed you. Is spike growth a cantrip? Nope. Then you can't do it in one turn. No, apparently this was the first thing they did when you guys first appeared. Oh, okay. So before that turn. (sighs) Wow. That's kind of lucky, though, that they were so late in the turn, or else everyone would run through that. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, uh, apparently since uh, Nadar was all the way on the left, maybe that's the only person that the uh, druid saw, so he just cast it around him. Nadar was was on the middle right. Yeah, it was over here. Yeah, and the rest of you guys were around there. Yeah, and I was so here, anyways. and she was there. And I was yeah. here. Drew was there. Was or here. there's more than one druid. That could be two. So what does this have? What does this mean for me? Uh, you either can't move, or you take two d four for every five feet you move. I'm moving five feet, and it's difficult terrain. Okay. You take six points of damage. What kind of damage? Piercing. Uh, so I have to get a 10 again or higher and I get an 11. So very nice. Now I call lightning on his booty. Okay. So he needs to make a booty. Oh, horn. Okay. Wait, do I recognize that he's a druid? No, he's a battle slashing, uh, barbarian, the barbarian. You don't know where this druid is. I'll let you make a perception check for free to find it. Can I do a perception check for free? Okay, or actually, it'd be investigation. So, what would what's your investigation or perception, whichever is better for you? Sixteen. Oh, yeah. At least turns out right over there is a druid. I'm gonna call lightning on his booty. Okay. For not being very nice, please make a Constitution saving throw. Nope, Dexterity saving throw. Okay, one Dexterity saving throw coming right up. <sighs> And that is a 19. Dang. Okay. Saw that matinee earlier. So takes half damage? Yes. He takes. Oh, that's bad. Six points of lightning damage. Oh, no. Three, three points of lightning damage. But they still have to roll for concentration. That they do. Wait, spike growth isn't concentration? Moonbeam is. Wait, hold it. Let's make sure. 
because I know Moonbeam. I just I just Moonbeam is a concentration. Moonbeam is concentration. So yeah, they can't have both those run at the same time. Yeah, they can't. It is a concentration spell. So which one's running? Oh my god, there are two. There are two. Okay. <sighs> make it constitute. Uh, make a. Uh, whatever the thing is. Concentration. concentration. Concentration, which is constitution. And gets a 14. So Does that beat your DC? Well, no, it's, it's better than 10. Yeah. yeah. It's better yeah. than 10. Okay. So the moonbeam stays in effect. And in fact... Big sad. Big sad. It comes over and illuminates you again. Of course it does. Yes. Okay. And then... Um, Petrin, mm-hmm. um, all of a sudden the sky above you becomes crackling with uh, energy and a lightning bolt comes down and strikes you. Great. So, I feel great. Yes. So you need to you need to um, go and roll me a dexterity saving throw. What does a resistance do? Half damage. Half damage. Cool. Yeah. yeah, not a, not a good attack on a uh, lightning dragon. Lightning what am I dragon. rolling? You're rolling a dexterity saving throw. 26. Uh, yeah, that would do it. Okay, so you only take half damage. What's the damage on lightning again? 3d10. 3d10? Really? Wow. I like this spell. And so it's what, quarter damage? Yeah. Okay, so it's a grand total of 13, so half of that is 6 and half of that is 3. three. So it, it barely affects you. Okay. And then we go to top of the order. And that is me. Um, spear. I, th- okay. I thought it was him. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, it's uh, Petrin. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Petrin is first. Can I see where the lightning came from? Yeah. The sky. The sky. Directly above you. Oh. It's ah. the same spell I'm using. You, you could do a, a investigation or perception check if you want to see if you can figure out where your assailant is. Do I know that Druid's there because Owen shot lightning at him? No, you don't. He he found it out. But but I you, saw you the lightning. The lightning strike. The lightning comes from the sky. Yes. That. And, and shot it, 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 oh wait. Him. So yeah, the lightning did land right in there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Directly on top of. So him. if you wanted to look for that Druid, you would have advantage. I see what you're saying now. Because you, you already know that there's something over there, but you don't know where. Ah. Uh, or I can shoot spear. Or I can shoot spear. Please shoot spear. 24 for spear. Yeah, that would hit. I have a question about... Do I get sneak attack? Yes. Yes, you do. Uh, I have a question about my um, reaction advantage. Is it, Does it have to be before they roll or after? Can I do it after they result? Hmm? Your advantage? You, yeah, because of my hawk totem. Okay, read, read the, uh, the description there once she gets done re- rolling damage. 17? Uh, okay, yeah. Well, so that you just plung him right in the side and he falls over and just staring blankly up at the sky. Okay, so Hawk Totem. Did you know he was wearing his glasses? When a creature makes an attack roll against a target in the spirit's aura, you can use your reaction to grant advantage to that attack roll. Oh, in addition, you and your allies have advantage on perception checks. I did not know that. Oh, that's kind of useful. Very nice. So read the read the first one again. When when a creature makes an attack roll against a target in the spirit's aura, you can use your reaction to grant advantage to that attack roll. So it's a reaction. So you you can react to the fact that they missed. 
Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, what's, what is the aura uh, range? 60 feet. 60 feet. So basically this the whole, entire thing. The whole board then. Yes. Okay, good. Okay. So yeah, so um, Spear goes down and then Heskin, you get to go. Wow, we could have been rolling with advantage this whole time? No. Well, kind of. Ish, kind of. He could have let you, but apparently he doesn't like you, so you know. Apparently I'm not yeah. paying attention at all. Yeah. All right. Um, so there's two left plus the druid I can't see, right? Um, and not unless you go looking for him, yeah. And maybe more druids that we haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. Which is always fun. Yes, it is. Uh, so just going down the line to the next guy over, I'll start swinging at him. Okay, over at sword. Yeah. Uh, that's a 16. Yes. Seven points of slashing damage. Okay. And a 17. 18. Uh, that hits as well. 11 points of slashing damage, and for my bonus action, I will second wind. All right. And get back eight points of healing. What are you at now? 39 of 52. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, then next up was going to be... Actually, 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 sir, yep. for free action, I will axe and surge and continue to chopity chop. Okay. Uh, 15. Yeah, that hits. Uh, 12 points of damage. Okay. Slash. And a 26. Yes. For another 10 points of damage. Oh my gosh. Four attacks and self-heal. One turn. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. And then um, next was, was going to be spear, but he's dead. And then shield, but he's dead. And so uh, next up is, in fact, sword who didn't appreciate any of that and is going to take two swings on you. Um, once again, the first one, they, they have trouble ranging in. That's a uh, seven to hit, but the next one's a 19. So he tags you once. Okay. I'll use my last superior die to repulse that mess, but let's resolve your combat first. Okay. And he does three points of damage. They're just kind of just kind of nicking you. You're just dancing out of their range. I got another 26 on the rebound attack. That would hit. Uh, that's going to be 19 points of slashing damage. Ouch. Oh, my gosh. Even, even with resistance, it's uh, still an amazing amount. Okay, and uh, then next up is Horns, and he will continue his assault upon uh, you there, Rogar. Mm-hmm. And Wait, a... he goes before me? Oh, sorry, that was Heskin that went. You get to go next. Sorry, okay. Horns is in your way. Yeah, uh, he's going after you. What type of dragon are these two dragons again? Um, so the, these, the two that are still standing are white. They're white, which means that's Frost. Oh, uh, cold dragons. Cold. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm going to dance backwards to get into a line behind horns. Okay. So he spins can... to face you. And then I will use my breath weapon to attack them. And actually, if you do that, you get in the range of the spikes. So let's see if you realize that. Um, so give me a perception check. You get advantage. 
Um, 11. No, you don't even realize it, and you all of a sudden everything just starts stabbing you as you go into that last square, and you take four points of damage. Okay. Which uh, is what, is two points of piercing? It so is yeah. piercing, yes. Okay, and then I will use my breath weapon in a line that will hit horns and sword. And you, what type of breath is that? Fire. Fire, wow. Um, so okay. they need to do a deck save. Okay, so horns gets a 14 and 12 for sword. Okay, so sword takes it and horn misses half of it. But because it's fire, they don't, they're not resistant. Right? Yeah, you're only resistant. You're not weak to. I mean, you're, they're only resistant to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing, not fire. Yes. Right. Okay, so sword takes six and horns takes three. Okay. Good. That's like average, right? So, um, yeah, horns just kind of, you know, absorbs it, but then it uh, just hits sword just straight right in the face and down he goes. All right. Okay. And now it's finally a chance for horns to go. And uh, he um, will take one step back towards the pile the other direction uh, this way there we go yeah um and then we'll take both slashes at you and so uh he gets a 16 and a 7 so I the 16 hits assume one of those hits there and ooh, just tags you solidly gets you 13 points okay i'm at what 34 okay and then Nadar gets to go. Okay. Constitution saving throw. Mm-hmm. Nine. Okay, so you take it full on this time, but it's only eight points of damage. I'm just not rolling real well on damage today. I bet 17. you guys are heartbroken. Okay. And then concentration. Yes. Um... Before I move, I'm going to call lightning upon this guy again. Okay. Deck save, please. Deck save is a 19. All right. Once again, saw that matinee earlier. Seventeen, so that's eight points of damage. Ouch, that hurt it this time. So he needs concentration. to concentration. Just to see if it's the moonbeam. So it's eighteen. No, it's 10. 10. 10. Still 10? Okay. Yeah. It's half That's damage, a ha half damage yeah. or 10, whichever is higher. And gets a nat 20. Able to maintain that concentration. Okay, and then I'm going to take a step forward. Okay. You're still in the range yes. there, so you take 2d4 more. If you take um, three steps forward, you would get uh, 2d4 twice, but you'd be out of the... And I would also have to roll for concentration twice. True, true, true. true. And this one is... Eight points of damage. You what are you concentrating Totally on? lacerated. Call lightning. Oh, it's a more than one thing? Yeah, it's mm -hmm. a oh. return for a minute. In, well, I am very okay. low. And I maintain concentration. Okay. Should you heal yourself? Well, somebody should. Well, I would love that idea. Yeah. Do you not have the ability to heal yourself? Do we have no Not, not if he's concentrating not on the, another spell. Oh, actually, can I bonus action that? Um, I have healing word. You do have a bonus action yet. You haven't finished. Bonus action. This level, it's still 1d4. Well, 
you need to do a cantrip and a bonus spell. So, and call lightning is not a cantrip. Is call, call lightning is a concentration that he's yep. able it's to a concentration. Use action. It's not a new spell each time. Yeah. How does that work? He it says, mm-hmm. you may once a turn as an action. As an action. Which is what he, yes. Which, and this yeah. is not a, which means I have a bonus action. Yep. But your action is I'm not to, casting a spell. You're not casting. Well, I'm you're continuing, continuing a spell. to cast a spell. Yes, which isn't the same. Right? Let's, Let's see. see. This is interesting. And the, what's this? Uh, call lightning? Call lightning. I've always kind of felt this is like using like a wand. The druid's bringing down lightning as an action of using a magical ability, but not a spell. So he can bonus action here more. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that this... You can't cast another spell during the same turn except for a cantrip with a casting time of one action. So I would say a mm, concentration that's spell... That's casting a spell. Yeah, but I would say a concentration spell eats up your... Um, eats up your... Uh, your action, so it's, it's the same as casting the spell. But it's not? It's not casting. Because you cast mm-hmm. Call Lightning and then you... Um, would you make the same? Is that the same thing as like Witch's Bolt when he has Witch's Bolt active? He, kind of, yeah. You keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Same thing. Witch, Witch Bolt's concentration. Okay, we'll tell you. We'll let you do it, and then we'll go and ask Jeremy Crawford when we get a chance. I just don't want to die, man. Up. Like it specifically says. Hmm. Never mind. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't really say. G. H. E. Isn't it like 2d4? 1d4. 1d4? Except I can cast it at a higher level to do whatever I want with it. So I'll cast it at a second level. Sounds like a fun time. So I get 2d4 plus spell mod. Uh, So that's 11 points back. Which is quite useful. Okay. Okay, and then next up goes the druid in the woods there and moves the moonbeam on top of you again. Okay, so he moves the moonbeam. Yeah. Okay. He implied that earlier. Well, I guess I missed that one too. And then Horns gets two points back. Hmm. Okay, and then next up, uh, another lightning bolt comes down oh. at. Uh, actually, no. The realizing the lightning bolt isn't doing diddly squat, um, all of a sudden a moonbeam comes down and lands on you there. Uh, Who Petra. realized? Who realized the lightning bolt didn't do stuff? Somebody else that you haven't seen yet. The druid. There's got to be another druid out there another somewhere. Druid. The druid. That means it's, there has to be three. It's a Lowell. No, there has to be two. Uh, moonbeam. Spikes. Spikes. Moonbeam. Another oh, concentration. Right. Yeah. And we'll, we'll see if the spikes fade or not. Do the well, spikes fade? They, spikes they already fade? casted the lightning. Can fade. I look down? So yeah, there are no spikes around your feet anymore. They would have faded last time. Yeah, they would, yeah, actually, you, you are right. I totally forgot that. So yeah, they would have they would have faded last time. So, so do you, I get eight hit points back? You get eight hit points back. Yeet. You did not get spiked this time. You have no idea, Owen, how funny it is to watch your hands move up and down like you're the godfather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All I see are the hands. I can only see your head. I don't okay. see your chest. Your so, Pedrin, you get moon beamed. And you get mooned. Moon, mooned, yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mine eyes! Mine eyes! Okay. 
And then we go to the top of the order, and it is Petrin. I want to look around and... Take a constitution saving throw. Yes. Oof. Six. Wait, do you get your little birthmark? Nope. No. Okay. That's only for perception. And finally, I rolled well. You take 19 points of moonbeam damage. Thanks. Did you get fried with... Uh, what is this? 11. Radiant damage. So, you know, ghostly moon-like flames. Wait, it was 19? 13, never mind. It's radiant damage. That doesn't deal extra. I just right. was bad at math. Okay. I'm even worse at math. Okay, yeah. good. It's like, oh yeah, 11 plus 19. We yeah. love the calc. 32. I fear for that first rocket you designed, Bryce. Okay. D &D, the game. Yeah, you thought it was about adventuring and uh, but no. cool magic, but no, it's just math. Yeah. I want to make a perception check to find the druid boy. Okay, give me a perception or investigation, whichever is better for you. Take perception because you get advantage. Useful. 17. Okay. And actually, let's see what this druid's stealth score was. Negative Not that good. Okay. Yeah, Put that right like in the corner right there. Yep. Haven't they just been like in the woods right next to you? Talking, casting spells? Very quietly, apparently. Oh, okay. While you guys were shouting at each other. Ah! Makes sense. Yes. Okay. No. Now I'm going to shoot it. Uh, you might want to move out of the moonbeam. No, no, don't move out of the moonbeam. Just stay yeah, right there. It's so, it's so comfy and, and, and cozy. I'm not going to shoot it. I'm going to slash it with my pierce it. Uh, advantage. Ah. Why? Because I can do that. Oh, yes. More than 20. 21. Okay, you hit. <clears throat> no sneak. Oh, sneak attack, because you have advantage. Ah. That's not fair. <laughs> and it's also not on the book, so we can't even see what it was. 11. Eleven. Wow. No, don't you get... 15 points of damage. 15 points of damage? Ouch. Yes. Okay, so we'll have to see if... Uh, maintain concentration there. So that would be, yeah, yeah, a 10. And gets uh, 16, so no problem there. And then Heskin. Heskin. Hey, that's me. That's you. <laughs> um, Is the guy that I was fighting still alive or is he dead? You are surrounded by corpses. Excellent. Can I see the druid off to the right? You can, oh, I don't know. Give me a perception check and see what, or an investigation, see if he knows where the druid is. Perception with advantage. Yep. Doesn't help. I don't see anything. Okay. What so the only get? the only foe you can see on there is is horns right over here. And That's mine, because I literally stabbed him. Well, no. Facing oh. knows that there's something over there. Yeah, he he just saw you stab at a bush, and it went ow. <laughs> stab at the bush. Um, and the orange and white mini. That's Bryce, right? Bryce horns. Owen. Me. All right. Well, since I can see the barbarian behind me, engage that. I'll go charge over to where the rogue is. Can I see it now? Um, give me another uh, perception check at this point in time to see if you realize what's happening or you just kind of run up there and... and Double advantage. Well, oh, with advantage? Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's better. 17. Yes. Yeah. Once you get up there, you're like, oh, wow, there's someone right behind this bush. No, one, no wonder Chop she was stabbing the bush. Choppity, choppity, chop. Okay. Do I get advantage on this too? Or, or is it just he just ha assigns it out to one target? Uh, it's my reaction. Gotcha. 22. Yes. You can make a really cool reaction. 18. 
18 points of damage? No, I'm sorry. No, I'm just seeing if I hit all three. Okay. And then a 14. Uh, you hit all three times. This looks very bad for this druid. Oh, no. At least well, actually, look, yeah. Oh, no, at least it doesn't friend. look bad for our druid. Well, well, it's not looking great. What do you mean? I had to heal myself. Yeah. Well, but then you regained eight hit points magically, so... A grand total of 32 points of slashing damage. Okay, oh yeah, you gosh. just basically decapitate him. and. Uh, Dang, I want to use my reaction. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking, like, you could stack reactions, like... And Rogaine. I mean, it's going to be Rogar. You could, like, reaction attack and then reaction advantage and then all that. Anyway, so I'm going to notice that I'm in a really nice line with him, and I don't want to get breath weapon, so I'm going to move out of that line. Okay. And then I'm going to use my halberd to hit horns twice. Okay, good. So the first attack is 18 to hit. Yeah. And that is... Oh, let me mark that down. Uh, 10 points of damage. And the second attack is... 16 to hit. Yep. And that will be 7 points of damage. Okay. Seems like he's still standing there. Okay. And um, then next up is actually Horns. And uh, he will take two swings at you. Because he's, he's tempted to go over and try to take out the druid, but you're a bigger a bigger threat at this point. Should have moved further away then. Yeah. Um, neither of these are all that good. So a 11 and a 14. Did either one hit? Neither hit. Okay, wow. So you seem to have rocked him back. And then next up is Nadar. Oh, I yeah. No, that's uh, 21 to, to pass the... So you take half damage from the, the moonbeam. Mm -hmm. And, ooh, good thing, because I rolled almost max damage. So 18, so nine points there. 19. And then it's still 10. Oh, no, I lose concentration. Oh, so you, the lightning Fun fades. Times. Cool. Well, I have many options now. Yes. Okay. Poison spray. Move out of the moonbeam. <laughs> Spike growth yourself. Yeah, I'm going to move this back away from horns. Or move towards. The squares are difficult terrain, right? No. No? Well, it doesn't matter. Okay. So I'm just trying to get 60 feet away. Because <laughs> the range is for moonbeam is 60 feet. Thanks. Right? Well, let's take a look here. You would know that it's 120 feet. Okay, I can't move out of it. True, you can just keep running. It. Just keep, 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 keep running. Okay. I'm Eventually you'll to... get out of there. Hmm. You probably do want to move, but... Owen, the, the the range is 120 feet, but only per turn can it move 20 feet. So as can long as you move, move your full feet? 30... Oh, I thought it was 60 move, feet. No, it's 30, so if you, or 20. If you move your full 30 feet movement, it won't be able to chase you down. Yay! Sorry, Actually, but... 60 feet in any direction. Yeah, 60 feet. Yeah. Really? Shame. Oh, I must be having... Oh, sorry. I must have confused with a special weapon. My bad. Yep. Sorry for false hope. QL. Um, but yeah, if and you I'm going to... Druk has false hope. Do another fun thing. If so, you want to get, like, more than 20 feet away from me, I can protect you from horns if he tries to go after you. Oh, I was going to hit him. But okay. yeah, you yeah, know, you're right. You're right. That was oh, a, that come was a on. good idea. Go and hit him. 
What could possibly go wrong? That looks like a fun spot here. Yeah, nice and warm next to the fire. I'm just gonna moonbeam him. A glowing pillar of light descends upon this man. Okay. Well, it's a girl, but yes. This entity. Okay, so, and nothing happens. Put it on top. Okay, good. So they can move. And the druid gets to go mm. and moves the moonbeam over to you. Except you have to take a constitution saving throw first. Why? Because it's have... under the moonbeam? He hasn't taken damage yet. Yes, mm. it does it at the start of his turn. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Sorry, I see what you're saying. I mean, if we could do that, that would be fun. <laughs> that would be very <laughs> nice. Yeah, very nice. Oh, so he needs to do a constitution saving throw because of Against the, the yeah. moonbeam first. How, what's okay. the damage? And it is uh, 2d10. And that's a 21 on the constitution. Of course it is. Yep. So he takes eight, uh, four points of damage. Okay. So the DC is that's 10 again. Roll concentration. Roll concentration, please. And gets a 12. So, sadness yes. stays concentrating and moves moonbeam over to you just a bad game of tag yes <laughs> and gives horn 11 points back that's a lot yep this is ah, fun wait moving the moonbeam is a bonus action is it each of your turns after you cast this spell, you can use an action to move the meme 60 feet action. no an action an action so that's it that's his action okay yep Cool. Yep. If it was a bonus action, that would be a powerful spell. That would be yep. a very powerful spell. Very powerful spell. You just sit there like... Okay. Skim, and the other one's dead. So uh, we get to... Did, did, horns, did horns go? Yes. Yes. Missed That's twice. right. Missed twice. That's right. Okay, good. And we get top of order. Petrin. All right. I want to try to see the dude. Okay. Roll, moonbeam. That's roll perception or investigation. Does moonbeam give like advantage to see? Uh, dim light, but uh, no. You get advantage anyway. Oh, good point. Good point. 21. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, pretty clear there's someone right behind that bush over there. I'm going to shoot him. Very good. And do I get sneak attack? You want a grand advantage? You would not get sneak attack unless... Uh, Depends on if you miss or not. Oh. Oh. Yeah, sure. You get sneak attack. 23. It hits anyways. So, no? No, no on the sneak attack. No sneak attack. No sneak attack. No, because I have to... Mm, yeah, no. Because I would I would see you miss, and then I would give you advantage. So, uh, that would be no. Wait, does a 14 hit him? Because then I'd do 14 does without, hit him. Without, rea- yeah. without advantage. Yes. What? 14 you, hits. You rolled advantage? No, you only Did rolled, I? No, you rolled once. You just rolled once. Well, then I didn't... Oh, okay, whatever. Huh. You're confusing us. I'm confusing myself. Six points of damage. Okay. You should have given her advantage. And oh, once again, a 12 on the concentration. Uh-huh. Keep the moonbeam going. Okay, anything else, Petron? Um, yeah, I'm going to disengage from him. Can I do that? You, you from who? Why are you disengaging? I don't know. You're, you're like three square, you're 60 feet away from the Great. anybody. Do you want to? Never mind. I'm not going to do anything. Die? No, <laughs> I'm not going to do anything. Ignore what I just said. Okay. And Heskin. Okay, so, so I can't see the other guy, and I know Horns is behind me. Can I run back over to where Horns is? Do of I course. And I will go choppity, choppity, choppity again. So you're just running back and forth across the battlefield? Pretty much. A 25 to hit. Yes. A 18 to hit. Uh-huh. And an 11 to hit. 
Um, 11 does not hit. Advantage. Oh, you have advantage on that third one. And why do you get three hits? Two with my main hand, one is a bonus action. Okay. But you get advantage on that third one. So. A non-natural non 20. Okay, so you hit bonus. all three times. 36 slashing damage total. Ooh, ouch, really? Yes, sir. You should uh, be a druid as your sorcerer and give me advantage all the time. Okay. And so he's barely standing, it seems like, at this point. And um, then it's uh, Rogar. Okay, so I'm going to do some sort of crazy overhand chop attack and uh, use my reckless attack. Okay, so you get advantage. Yep. And that's a natural 20. Yeah, that would hit. Okay, so that is... Nice. Uh, 22 points of damage. Okay. Probably the only reason he's standing is because he's raging at this point. And then I get to attack again, although unfortunately this is not with advantage. I smash him down and then what's the second attack with a halberd? You can just swing again or you can come around with the butt end and whack him. What? Bryce, you you could go reckless and get an advantage. I, I just did that. Yeah. It's, it's per swing. Really? I thought it was first attack in a turn. Nope, you can choose to go reckless on all your swings. I'm pretty sure. That that's overpowered, and I, because then you could just like do it every time, and we haven't been doing that, so I don't think that's how it works, right? When you make no. your it's it's when you make your first attack on a turn, it says. Oh, I know that. Okay. Yeah, luckily that's the only time Drew's ever been wrong about a rule. So I'm <laughs> okay. I'm happy to be wrong because then I learned something. Yep, so, exactly. I don't know, it'll swing around with the pointy end on the back yeah. instead of the blade or something, and I'll hit him. That's a, a 26 yes. to hit, and then 13 points of damage. Oh, wow. So he looks like he's just barely standing at this point. And uh, then um, he gets to go, and since you use your reckless attack, he gets advantage. Mm-hmm. On all of his attacks. On all of his attacks. And yeah, that made that really nice because the first one's a 22 and the second one is a nat 20. Nice. Yeah. So um, the first one gets 11 points of damage. Is that so five? Yep. Okay. And the second one... Uh, not as good as before. So only 13 points of damage. So six there. 11? Okay. What do you at? Uh, thir- uh, 23. Okay, good. Okay. Do you need healing? I mean, I'm below half, but I'm fine for a bit. Aren't? Oh, no. Yeah, you're below me, so you should heal yourself. Very good. And she's really low, so you should heal her. And Nadar. Okay. I succeed in my constitution. Okay, so you only take half of 11, so you take 5. I don't know. Cool. What's attuned to that? Take 5. Anyway, take 5. Later. Um, let's not take 5. Uh, move out of the moonbeam? Yes. Uh, roll for concentration? Roll for concentration. No. Wait, where you, yeah, you can do this. Uh, it goes away. 
Oh, too bad. Do I have any shooty type things? I don't know, do you? Uh, you could heal yourself or your friends. Yeah. Move out of the moonbeam. Moving out of the moonbeam. I'm going to heal you with a cure wounds. So you get. Is that a touch? 10. Oh, is a touch. And then I'm going to heal myself with a word. Isn't Doesn't that fall under the spell only one? Oh, shoot. You're right. So I don't do that. Sorry about that. But that means I can do. Why haven't I not? Why have I not been doing this the entire time? Because mm. <laughs> you only play this character once every six years. <laughs> I'm going to cast something on myself. Unless if it's an action. I don't even have my number. My page number is down. This is embarrassing. And one action. Okay, that's not gonna happen then. I don't think. Oh, um, I don't think I can do anything. Cool. I'm done. Okay. Actually, hold on. Let's go. That's ten. 20, 30. Right in the middle of all the corpses there? Yep. So that when you get hit by lightning, they fly everywhere? Yeah. There we go. Okay. And actually, speaking of that, um, so the moonbeam back there, Owen, mm -hmm. um, disappears. Finally. And instead, right above the three of you, Horns and... Mm -hmm. uh, Rogar and Heskin, the sky grows just really, really dark, and a uh, lightning bolt just comes flashing down from the sky and lands right in the middle of you guys. So everybody needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, well, like it. Can I see the lightning bolt? No, it's coming down from the sky. But is it an effect I can see? I mean, when it hits you, yeah. Because I get advantage on dexterity saving throws against effects I can see no. while not blinded, deafened, or incapacitated. Oh, look, lightning! I'll give you advantage on this one. Just because, you know, you'd probably see the, the light. Natural 20. Okay. And Heskin? 13. Okay. Those were the exact same die as the attack natural 20 with advantage, and with the exact same number. But luckily. So, um, Heskin, you take 15 points of damage. But you're resistant, so you don't. Half because I'm resistant. Yes. And then, um, so half of that to uh, you there, Rogar. Seven. So I'm at 16. And then the um, uh, horns just gets crisped by this. Nice. And the druid just takes off into the underbrush. Can okay. we do something? No one's in range to uh, do an opportunity attack. So are you going to do something? Uh, I'm going to yell, follow that druid. Okay. I'm going to look around and be like, it? what druid? I just um, got hit by lightning. Yeah. You that just must be running. a one in a million chance. I want to run. I can see him running. Okay. And um, so what we're going to do is each of you gets to make one roll. And um, it'll be a contested roll versus the druid's stealth. Um, so you guys need to make a roll of... Um, 
survival to track them. So what are your so are you, who who all's chasing? Because it would just be the two that I'm know. Chasing. Okay, so what, give me a survival can I, roll. Can I? Actually, I can't follow the rogue when the rogue takes off running. Um, well, you don't know where exactly it's going. So. Actually, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to cast Entangle. Can you do that as a reaction? Not as a reaction, no. It's because it's disappearing into the woods there. Okay. That's funny. Sorry. Okay. What do we do? Okay, what's your survival roll there? Natural 20. Okay. Plus 7. Natural 20. Okay. So I'll, <laughs> you guys each get an attack on the druid when you uh, see it in the, the clearing up ahead. Entangle? I'm going to cast Entangle. Okay. And read to me Entangle. Grasping weeds and vines sprout from the ground in a 20-foot square, starting from a point within range, which is very big. Mm-hmm. For the duration, these plants turn the ground in the area into difficult terrain. A creature in the area, when you cast the spell, must succeed on a strength saving throw or be restrained by the entangling plants until the spell ends. A creature restrained by the plants can use its action to make a strength check against your spell save DC on a success it frees itself. Okay. It gets a 17 to... Of course it gets a 17. So Did your bird friend follow you? So we still get advantage. On, uh, yeah, of course it is. Okay. and uh, So it is not restrained, but okay. the area, the 20 feet around it are difficult terrain. Okay. And Petron? Natural 20. Okay. So you just roll two in a row. Roll your damage. Uh, wait, you crit, you double, uh, no sneak attack. No sneak attack. Can you give her a, uh, no, it's too late. We got the result. Well, no, I can see the result. Uh, 10 points of damage. Okay. And basically you just plug the druid right in the back and it just flunks over on his face in the middle of these grasping vines. And the dust begins to settle and you see a couple of dwarves poking their noses back out of the uh, foliage to see if it's safe. And and see Dragonborn run away. And that's where we're going to stop today. Okay, well, first things first, big mea culpa here. Um, I had this grand plan about the dwarves being an obstacle in the middle of this whole fracas, and that didn't work out nearly as well as I was hoping. Um, In fact, it didn't work out at all. Um, I realized as the thing was progressing that I made the board way too small, and obviously the dwarves could double move right off the board as soon as the thing got done. So the... uh, uh, attacking Dragonborn, we're able to knock out several of the dwarves, but that was about it. Uh, probably should have what I should have done is just have the dwarves kind of mill about randomly, have them each one do a random move. That, that would get in the way of the party a lot more, but oh well, just the way it worked out this time. And uh, we had a lot of trouble with the concentration spells. Uh, it's been a while since we've had to deal with them, and I totally forgot uh, how much of a problem they can add to the whole thing. But there we go. But anyways, a little bit of a longer episode for everyone, uh, just the way the fight worked out. And it was good to see the Dragonborn again, but things are not very well in the mountains. So what's going to happen there? We'll have to wait for the next episode to find out. Until then, let us know what you think. Rate us wherever you get your podcasts. 
Email us at Relic of the Past Podcast at gmail.com. Follow us at Relic of the Past on Twitter and Relic of the Past Podcast on Facebook. Articles and artwork are available at poolmedia.podbean.com. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head. <laughs>